Do you value identity? Do you value your identity? Do you? Well, a lot of people, I included, have a very destructive habit of using I am statements. So I just became aware of this yesterday when yesterday I I was having a really rough day. I'm not going to lie. And so I, I, I was like questioning if my routine is good or not. And then I remember seeing a video by Alex Hormozzi basically saying like your routine is keeping you weak. And so I went and watched that video after recording yesterday's episode and it was, it was not exactly what I was expecting it to be. And I'm not quite sure how to actually apply what he said, because he was basically saying it was many different, it was like a multi-part video. And the part where he was actually talking about the routine was basically he was saying that if you wake up and drink coffee and you need coffee every day, then that's keeping you weak. If you need sleeping pills every night to fall asleep, well, then that's keeping you weak. That kind of routine. And I'm not quite sure if he was talking about like actual routine, like the kind that you do the same thing every day at the same time. I'm not quite sure. But there was a, there's a, like I said, it was a multi-part episode, uh, video and in the beginning, he was talking about your identity and he was saying, I am statements. So basically I was kind of, I had an intuitive understanding that your identity is a very powerful thing, very powerful, just part of you. And if you, you can like manipulate your identity fairly easily by speaking words and you can also use that to your advantage for example one of the things that i am changing at the moment over the past couple weeks i talked about this is in my meditations i always say i am a man with high standards when it comes to women and i say that to myself like three times during my meditation And there's a lot of other things that I say, like, I'm focused. And then I also say, I hold no expectations for for what will or should happen during these meditations. And so these are all things that I say to try and change my identity. Like, I want to change my identity to the point where I don't waste my energy, like, lusting over girls. I want to change my identity over the, to the point where I want to explore my consciousness and not expect certain results when I'm meditating. Like your identity is a very powerful thing to manipulate. But there's one thing that he brought to my attention and it's just saying I am statements throughout the day. Like, a lot of times I like over, especially over the past couple weeks, I've just been becoming aware of this is I say, I'm like struggling to, to record daily one hour episodes. When I prove that it's possible for the past 100 episodes, I prove that daily one hour episodes are possible. So, I, it's just, my identity started to change to the point where I'm actually saying that I'm struggling recording one hour episodes daily. Now I'm starting to realize that that is actually damaging to me. And so what Alex Hormozzi said is instead of saying I am, you, if you really have to say that statement, say I have a tendency towards because I am means that you can't change it. I am means it's like infinite, but having a tendency towards means that you can change it and you are, it's like the vibe around it, like the energy surrounding that statement is basically saying that you are working on it. Like if you say I have a tendency towards, 
Who says that? Like, I've never heard anyone say, I have a tendency towards blank. Like, everyone just says, I am. And it's because I, I feel like this also stems from the society's, our society's just norms and the conditioning around it. We we have a tendency to, like, stay trapped and feel like we're trapped. And we have a tendency not to, like, escape. And so we we just say, I am a worker or I am, I'm try, I'm having a hard time coming up with stuff. But one of the examples Alex Hormozzi said is that for 26 years of his life, he always said, I am bad at math. He, he always thought that he was bad at math until he was 26 years old. And then once he shifted his identity, then he was actually pretty good at math. Like that's the power of identity. And so I'm going to be, I'm going to be conscious, more conscious aware of this over the following, just for the rest of my life. And yesterday, yesterday's episode was very down. Like I was not really, it was a really low point for just my mental, everything mental. I was really, I was just at a low point all around because I want to tell a quick story. So over the past, actually seven months ago, a little over seven months ago, I started reading a book called Reality Transurfing. And then in that book, I started reading it and then I got maybe like 200 or 300 pages in. And by the way, it's a 750 page book. So I got maybe a quarter of the way, a third of the way done. And then I just couldn't take it anymore. I just stopped reading it. I told myself it was because I was bored. But it was in reality, it was just because my mental was so low. I just, this book was destroying my worldview. I was getting destroyed by the truth and I just couldn't handle it, especially because I was alone. I was alone. I had no one to talk to. And so what I did was I just stopped reading it. And then I, even though this was the book, like this was the book for me to move forward, the book that lays out the foundation to success in my life, the book that lays out the foundation to my entire life. And so I moved on and then I met my friend Franklin and he was asking about like books that I've read. And one of the books on the list was Reality Transurfing and he had never heard of that. So he's like, what is that? And I was like, oh yeah, it's a pretty good book. And I told him like I'd never finished it. And then he was like, well, do you think I should read it next? And I was like, absolutely. I like basically convinced him to read it because it was so good. And I knew it was good, but for some reason I just stopped reading it. Well, the reason was because I couldn't handle the truth. It was like destroying me. And then I, so once he started reading it, I was like, okay, well, I got to read it now. So I got him to read it. He bought it. And then I, I started reading it as well. And now I made it all the way through because I had someone to talk to about it. Now I had a comrade in this war against the truth or this war fighting for the truth like before I was just alone none of my friends family no one everyone's part of the system everyone is just adherence to society's conditioning everyone around me at least everyone at my school everyone at my house everyone and so I was going through this like transition period where I was just learning about all this stuff and I was becoming conscious. So I was becoming aware of all this stuff and I could see it all around me and I didn't have anyone to talk to because no one was on that same wavelength as me. And if I did like, they just wouldn't have understood. So I was basically like struggling all alone. And then I started reading it again uh, because I had a friend to like basically cope with and a friend to talk to about it to struggle through together. 
And so we we both finished the book and then we moved on to different books. And literally the next day after we finished the book the first time through, we like he was still like reading it when I finished it because I I was like further ahead from him because I started it earlier. So he was like still reading it while I was finishing and basically he told me after the fact that right like literally the day after I stopped reading the book I basically like forgot about transurfing through my actions like I was already talking like talking stuff the way I was speaking was breaking like the principles of transurfing just the first day after reading the book or after finishing the book and then I remember he didn't tell me that until like maybe a month later when we actually started reading it the second time through. But I remember like literally after a week of not having read Transurfing, I was like, oh, wow, this is I I started to come aware of the fact that I was kind of losing touch and I was kind of my Transurfing like principles were atrophying and I was like basically going back to my old habits. And so maybe a month, I don't remember how long later, but a little while later, I decided to read the book a second time through because I knew that I was like losing all this stuff. And I knew that it was like the most important thing. So I decided to read it a second time through and study it by taking notes. So I was much more thorough in reading it this time. And I was also talking about it on the podcast. If you guys have seen those previous episodes, you'll have seen Transfer from Principles um, episodes. I've recorded 10 of them so far. And then this was probably a month ago. Actually, yeah, a month ago today is when I finished reading the book. So it was in like September, around September 25th is when I finished reading it the second time through. And so I actually had measures in place to make sure that I didn't like forget about it because I knew what happened the first time through. I, I was aware of the fact that I was probably going to forget about this stuff again. And so I had measures in place to make sure that I didn't. For example, on the last two Transfer from Principles episodes, I recorded... I actually recorded them about a week or two after I actually finished reading the book. And I actually wrote out all the notes a week or two after I finished reading the book. So that kind of was a big refresher. And I also had, I was also reading another trans, I had plans on reading another transurfing book called Toofty the Priestess, which was also like keeping me in the like mindset. And then a month passed and let's just flash forward like a week ago, just on like October 15th, let's just say, even though today's October 25th. So on Oct- around October 15th, I was reading these seven books all at once. And then I realized that it was not efficient. I wanted to, I was reading seven books at once because I thought it was going to be faster, but I did not, it was not as efficient or effective for me. And, and one of those books was Tufti the Priestess, which was keeping me in the transurfing mindset. And so I decided that I needed to just focus on one book at a time. And so I dropped all the books except for Die Wise. And Die Wise was like my main focus. So I dropped Tufti and I dropped transurfing all, like all in general. And over these past like week, I was reading Die Wise. And the past week when I was reading Die Wise, I could tell that even over the past like multiple weeks since I stopped transurfing, I could tell that the podcast has been like not as high quality because I just don't understand these new books as much because they're just brand new to me. And so I'm not able to speak on them as much. So I have to basically speak on different things. I just have to come up with an hour of content just out of thin air every single day which I was able to do 
it got harder and harder every single day. Like for example, today, like I write a few notes before every episode. Yesterday I had almost a full page of notes. Um, the day before I had like half a page of notes, but today I had like two lines of notes. So it's actually getting a lot more difficult to come up with things to say because my days are the same. Like, and I'm not learning anything at school. So school's a waste of time. That could also be me not being as intuitive during my day. Like maybe I'm not actually look, uh, growing as much as I should be. Maybe this is something I should be conscious of because maybe I should actually be able to speak in hour about lessons I learned every single day. Maybe I should be more conscious about that. But pretty much die wise over the past week, I was reading it. And I like, especially over the past week, I was struggling. Like, I, I don't know if after telling the story of the first time me reading Transurfing and me like learning the truth, after telling that story again today, I kind of have this questioning of whether or not I was experiencing a similar thing reading Die Wise. Because after yesterday's episode, like an all-time low point, I was like at a really low point mentally. I was reading Die Wise yesterday, and then I decided after yesterday's episode that I needed to, I was like losing it. Last night during my journaling, I was just like scribbled all over the place because I was like in a fit of rage last night. And so I realized that I was kind of losing my transurfing again. So I decided last night that I need to start, I need to drop everything and just read transurfing again. So that's what I did this morning. I read the first 25 pages of transurfing. So now I'm reading it again and this will last like a month. So yes, expect transfer from principles episodes again in the future. But like I said, in the first time I read transurfing, I had no one to talk to about it and I was struggling mentally. It was a really low point. And then the first time I read Die Wise, which I didn't even finish, I stopped around the same time, like Die Wise is like 300 pages and I got in 100 pages in and then I stopped transurfing is like 700 pages and I got 200 pages in and then I stopped like about a third of the book I stopped so maybe it's maybe I just couldn't handle die wise because I have no one no one that I know not even my friend Franklin is reading die wise so maybe I just couldn't handle that like mental burden Maybe that's why I was like stressing out so much. Who knows? I'll only know once I decide to actually read it again, which I definitely plan on reading and like finishing it in the future. But for for the time being, I want to focus on transurfing because that'll give me content and it'll also keep me on that wavelength during school because it's ex- especially important during school. When I'm When I go to school... Over these past like month, I could tell that I was falling asleep a lot more. Like I was not conscious. And if you don't know what falling asleep means, it's basically you have two screens. Like your attention can be focused on two things, the inner screen or the outer screen. The inner screen is like anything going on in your body. So you're like your thoughts. And then the outer screen is anything going on outside of your body. So just anything this podcast is part of the outer screen. And when you're immersed in one or the other, you're asleep. So if you're immersed in this podcast and not really conscious of your inner like screen of your, of your thoughts, then you're asleep. And if you're immersed deep in thought and you're not really aware of the outside world and you're like kind of on autopilot, you're asleep. And the way you wake up is by like holding your attention in between the inner screen and the outer screen. So you hold it between the two. And the, so I realized that over the past week or not week month, I was falling asleep a lot during school. Like once, like a month ago, I went to Florida for funnel hacking live, a business conference. 
And I remember because I was just off of Transurfing. I just finished Transurfing right before leaving for Florida. And I remember being at Florida extremely grateful for all the inner work that I've done up to that point because I was able to be awake like a lot of that event. Like I was awake enjoying Florida and I was actually able to enjoy it as much as I was, which was huge. So I was like at a peak, all-time peak of awakeness at that time and then I slowly but surely like was downhill I didn't really notice it until like the weeks passed and then recently I could definitely tell over the past couple one or two weeks I was definitely talking about it on the podcast like I have been losing my focus and my attention I've been losing control of my attention and there's one thing that I read in 250 the priestess If you don't have control over your attention, you don't have control over your soul. Like you are not your, you are not you. Like someone else owns you basically. If you don't have control over your attention, somebody else owns you. Like think about that for a second. So I was slowly but surely losing control over my attention over the past month. And the reason why I started actually locking in and starting to really control my attention was when I read Transurfing the second time through. I was like, oh, this is actually a big piece of Transurfing, so I need to actually start applying this. And I went on this journey of every single day, I was like controlling my attention more and more and more. And then lately it was just going down and down and down. And now, yet this morning, like, okay, last night I went to bed really like, just inner tension, anxiety, um, anger, like all the negative emotions. And this morning I woke up just a little tranquil. Like I was just like, oh, nice. Or I just woke up a little neutral actually. And then once I like, it was, I did my morning routine. So I wake up at four and then I do my morning routine, which includes reading, but I don't start reading until like 6.10 around, 6.10 in the morning. And so once I got to that point, I started reading Transurfing. And literally the moment I started reading that book, the moment I read the first word, instant mindset shift. And let me tell you another story. When I, when I started, remember when I said after I finished reading Transurfing the first time through, I lost like all of that. And then I like basically lost all the Transurfing habits and just everything. And then once I, I want to tell you another piece of that story is once I, literally the moment I started reading the second time through, I didn't, I wasn't really aware of it at the time. But at the moment I started reading, instant mindset shift. And I was instantly like already back on track. But I wasn't actually aware of it until once I got around page like 80 when I was talking to my friend, Franklin, and he was reading it the second time through as well with me. And we were at the park together and he said like, it's crazy because the moment I started reading Transurfing the second time through the moment I actually started reading it, my mind instantly shifted and now I'm already back on track. And so I was like, that's why I was talking about Transurfing a lot. Uh, I don't remember if I was actually mentioning it a lot, but I definitely said maybe I should just read Transurfing again yesterday's episode. That's why, because I could tell that my mental was on a downhill and then like I remembered that instant mindset shift and this morning, the second I read those first words, instant, just instant, I was already back on track already. And I was like, I was aware of it this morning. I was thinking while I was reading those books, I was like, man, this is like, I'm instantly back on track. And I was kind of aware of the fact that they, that will probably happen. And I was questioning like, is it because like of the tone of the words or like is Adam Zellin such a great writer or like what? Like what is it? Is there just some magical essence around that book? I'm not sure. And I, to be honest, it doesn't really matter what it is. 
just realize that it is. So transurfing is definitely like a huge piece of the puzzle, the huge piece of like the journey to escape this matrix. Like on the, in the show description of this podcast, I said in like the second or third sentence, I basically said that I'm documenting my journey escaping this matrix. And I truly believe that the way you escape is just mindset. Like yesterday, in that Alex Hormozy video that I watched yesterday about how your routine is keeping you lazy or keeping you weak. In the beginning, he said that there are three components. And I I took notes on the video. Like I don't watch YouTube. And when I do, it's for a definitive purpose. And when I actually do watch it for a very clear purpose, I make sure I take notes because I want to get the most out of it. And so I took some notes and in the beginning he said, there's three components to growing your business. And this was like about entrepreneurship. It was basically a video on, on entrepreneurship. So there's three components to growing your business. One skills as an entrepreneur, two, your character traits as an entrepreneur, and three is beliefs. And your character traits. All right. So your skills is basically just, I'm pretty sure it's just like your normal material skills. Like, are you a good speaker at podcasting for my business? Are you good at building funnels? Are you good at like doing all this stuff physically? Is is your actual skills good? I'm pretty sure that's what that means. And then your character, uh, your your character traits as an entrepreneur. I'm not quite sure what it means, but I, I believe that it has something to do with the identity. Like he was taught, like he was talking a lot about your identity. Like I am statements. I am bad at math. I am good at math. Like these, I am statements. I'm pretty sure that has to do with your character traits. And then the third one, the third component to growing your business as an entrepreneur. The third component was your beliefs. So your worldview, like everything that you believe to be true. So that's why I'm focusing so much on my worldview because there's a quote that I remember hearing on a Hamza video. He basically said that you should, when you're focusing on your business, when you're trying to grow your business, or even when you're Actually, yeah, let's just say business. So when you're an entrepreneur or you choose to be an entrepreneur and he and you start focusing on growing your business, you have like you should follow the 80-20 rule. So pretty much 20% of your time, or actually let me explain this first. You figure out what you want to do. So for example, you want to be a YouTuber. Okay. So that's what you want to do. And then you figure out what what the one task or one like thing is that will actually help you improve. So for a YouTuber, the one thing that will help you improve is record videos, not editing videos, not commenting on posts or not replying to your comments. Like the one thing that will actually help you grow is recording. So pretty much you follow the 80-20 rule during your day. 20% of your day should be focused on just doing that one thing, just record. And then the rest of your day, the 80% other time available in your day should just be focused on learning about that one thing. So just learn about that, how to record better, how to be a better YouTuber. That's it. Like that's how he basically said, that's how you become successful. And so I, I was aware of that and I kind of like shifted it around. So right now, like my, what I'm trying to do is be a podcaster. I'm, but I'm not just like the podcast is not the end game. I'm trying to have the podcast be a, like be the foundation to my business. But right now in this stage of my journey, the podcast is like my only focus. 
So that's my one, th- that's my thing that I want to do, be a podcaster. So then what's the one thing that you like, what's the one thing that will help you be a better podcaster? Well, record. And I was also aware of this, but I don't, I'm not quite sure if I was conscious of it when I first started. I'd kind of just devise a strategy and then I went with it just from my knowledge. And that was part of my knowledge. So, but that's like my, that was my whole plan. Just focus on recording. So I spend one hour recording and then I basically spend the rest of my day or at least the rest of the available time I have. So I really only have like two hours every day, one hour for recording and then one hour for reading in the morning. Just the way that my routine is structured because I meditate a lot in the day and I sleep a lot at night and I go to school. So, and I also like, I have a lot of things I do, but pretty much in my free time, I just spend one hour reading and one hour recording. And that's pretty much it. I don't really edit. Like I don't waste my time editing. I do, however, edit like and increase the audio quality on Podcastle. But other than that, I don't really edit. I don't like clip and do cuts or anything. So that's my one thing, record. And then the rest of my day is spent learning about that. But I don't learn about how to be a better podcaster. Sometimes I do. Like, especially over the past like couple weeks, I've realized that I've kind of hit a plateau on the quality of my episodes. So I have to figure out how to actually improve the quality again. And so I was looking up how to actually be uh, a better podcaster. And I was actually looking up how to grow the podcast. And so other than that, I'm just learning about the content that I'm speaking about. So I'm not just learning about the podcast. Like I'm not just, I'm not learning about how to do a better podcast. I'm learning about how to, I'm learning about more the message. So And I'm aware of, as I'm saying this, in a book that I read called Create, Don't Capture, I read it a couple weeks ago, he basically said that when you're like recording, when you're an influencer, when you're creating content, don't focus on the message, but focus on the messenger. So focus on the messenger and not the message. So don't try, I, I just remember the quote, And in hindsight, I don't really remember exactly what he meant by that. But what I interpret it as is don't focus on improving your message so much. So don't focus on like learning all these, like don't focus on improving your message by learning more, learning more information. I kind of have a, I'm kind of like questioning that right now. Maybe I should go back and read the book again but instead of focusing on the message focus on the messenger which means that you improve yourself and when you're documenting your journey your viewers will actually see that improvement and that growth on the journey and that's like the that's the thing that people actually want to see that growth like that's that's the journey of transformation when in in movies there's two like in most like hero movies or most like adventure movies or just think like star wars and movies like that pretty much there's there's actually a like framework that they follow and originally like the hero starts in their home and then they like travel off they meet a like they meet a teacher and then they like there's a whole framework and then And they go on two different journeys. One, the visible journey is the journey of destination. And that is, or the journey of accomplishment. That's like the journey that they're taking to achieve this thing. So I'm trying to think of one. So Star Wars, I'm pretty sure the journey of accomplishment would be like he wanted to basically save the galaxy. That's the accomplishment. 
And on that journey, along the, along the way, there's a hidden journey, and that's the journey of transformation. So when you are basically in order to accomplish that goal, you have to actually transform yourself because what got you here won't get you there. You have to actually transform yourself into what will be able to achieve that goal. And so the journey of transformation in Star Wars was like Luke Skywalker wanted to, or he wanted to, the journey of accomplishment was he wanted to save the galaxy, destroy the Death Star. And then the journey of transformation was when he was training with Yoda and he like had to transform into this like Jedi master, essentially. That's the journey of transformation. And that's like the most rewarding piece as a viewer to watch. Like the viewer wants to basically see the person transform. And so that's why I was focusing on worldview so much. One, because I knew that that was like the secret, that was one of the secrets to success. Like I knew that your worldview and your beliefs were vital because the first like true, like the first book that I really read that became, that got me aware of, or one of the first books was Reality Transurfing. It became, got me aware of like this matrix that we live in. And I say one of, because I read Unscripted before. And then that got me aware of the fact that your beliefs are like keeping you in this prison. Your worldview is keeping you in this prison. Like I'm still in the same place I was on the surface. I'm still in the same place I was a hundred days ago when I first started this podcast. Like from an outside perspective, just like people around me seeing where I'm at, they like they see that I'm in the same place that I was a hundred days ago. But I'm definitely not under like in the inside of things because first of all, I have a hundred episodes recorded. I haven't actually posted a hundred episodes yet because I have seven episodes scheduled, but pretty much I'm like a hundred episodes into recording a podcast. So I already know just off of that is extremely powerful because back like 80 days ago when I was learning about, I was trying to come up with different markers to mark on my journey and different like accomplishments to achieve throughout my journey of podcasting. And one of the things that I learned about was once you record 20 or once you post 25 episodes you're in the top one percent of podcasters in the world and with that and then i the source of that episode the source of that like inf- piece of information was from a podcast called modern wisdom which i actually used to listen to and mod- in modern that episode he was basically talking with a guest about like the value of consistency and the value of like long-term like posting. And he was basically saying that like the guest said that once you post like a hundred episodes in on like online on the social media or the podcast or whatever it is, once you post a hundred episodes, then you're not okay and then you record another and post another that's not just one more that's not just one more like addition to your show like that's not just one incremental benefit for you it's not just a linear growth like like just one better it's actually like exponentially better. Just the difference between 100 and 101 is crazy. And the more and more posts you make, the more and more power it has, like long-term especially. Because, and to connect this with my personal experience, I went, like I said, I went to Funnel Hacking Live a month ago and I had the opportunity to speak to many different entrepreneurs. And one person I spoke to he was from Hungary and he actually had a podcast that he got to like a hundred episodes and then he just stopped recording and that was like in January he stopped recording 
and it's October. It was September when I talked to him, but it's October now, and he's probably hasn't recorded. Um, and he was telling me that he is still getting like consistent viewers. Like he's still getting a lot of leads and people are still listening to his show. Literally like eight months, nine months later, like nine months later, he's still getting people. And that's because he built up 100 episodes on his podcast. So that's the value. That's a power of consistency over a period of time. And so I'm at a hundred episodes and right now I have less than a thousand downloads total all time. And then I also have like five rolling average subscribers, which is like the average amount of people that, um, unique devices that watch a, a video within 24 hours. And that's the average of your past three videos. And oh, a couple of days ago, I was at six. And then a couple of weeks ago, I was at seven rolling average subscribers. So the first month I was at four. And then the next month, like six. And then the next month, seven. And now I'm down to five. So I like, I dropped. But it's all the same. Like the difference between four and seven, not very big difference. It's all the same. But the big thing is that over time, like right now I'm seeing linear growth, but that's simply because I'm posting every day and I have around the same amount of people watching, uh, every like new episode. So I get like six or seven new downloads every day. So that's like linear growth. Just every single day, it's adding seven downloads to my download total. It's linear growth now, but long-term consistency like i i'm in it for the long game and it's evident because i made it to 100 episodes like that's a huge accomplishment i was proud of myself reaching 21 episodes because that's you're in the top one percent of podcasters but of those top one percent that's your true competition i remember hearing that like the 99 percent of people that stop before 21 uh, episodes, those are not your competition. Those people are too lazy to actually even make it past episode 21. Your true competition is that is that 1%. And the further and further you get into like recording, the further and further you get more and more episodes in, you start to whittle that 1% down and down and down further until you get to like more and more to your truest comp, comp competitors. Like episode 21, that was 80, that was like 80 days ago, 79 days ago. That's a long time for people to quit. That's a long time, like big opportunity, big potential of quitters. So at my point, I'm like still not even seeing any success, like any real success yet. But I'm, I'm just whittling down the competition even more and more. So at my, like when, ever since I started, I've had like a lot of, so let's just go through the whole journey. When I first started, I had a hundred percent podcasters as a competitor. And then once I got to episode three, like 50% are my competitors. And then, okay, let's actually put numbers to this. Let's say there's a million podcasters in the world. I don't think that's actually true. It's probably a lot more than that. But let's say a million podcasters. So when I first started, I had a million competitors. And then once I got to episode three, I had 500,000 competitors. And then once I got to episode 21, I only had, what is that? 1,000? Is that 1,000? 1,000 times 100 is... 100,000. So it'd be 10,000, right? 10,000 times 100 is a million. Yeah. So once I got to episode 21, I had 10,000 competitors. And these are just random numbers ballpark just to give, just put numbers to it. Not even ballpark. I don't even know what the real numbers are. But 
Episode 21. 80 days ago, I had 10,000 competitors. And the more episodes that go by, the more that number whittles down. So right now, I might have 1,000 competitors. I might have 9,000 competitors. I don't know. But after every single episode, with that long-term consistent growth, every single episode is another day of like dropping another competitor, another day of competitors dropping out of the race. And so in the initial start, 1 million people were fighting over, let's just say there are 100 million eyeballs or 100 million ears, 100 million viewers listening to podcasts in the world. Again, I don't know these numbers. I'm just giving random numbers just for uh, argument's sake. So let's say there's 100 million people listening to podcasts. So when I first started, I was competing against 1 million creators for those 100 million people to listen to the podcast. So it makes sense that I was just fighting for scraps because the people that were in it for the long term, the people that were actually recorded for years, they had the majority of the people. So then when I got to episode three, instantly I was only competing against 500,000 other people. And then once I got to episode 21, only 10,000 people I'm competing against. And the further and further along, like right now, let's just say I'm only competing against 1,000 other podcasts. And let's say 100 of those are actually the popular ones. That So let's follow the 80-20 rule right now. Right now I'm at episode 100 and I'm competing against 1,000 other podcasts for 100 million people, people's attention. And 100 of my competitors are the big fish in this sea. And they're the people that have been in it for the long term. And they've been like resilient against time. And they can actually, they're the ones who actually have like 90% of the like viewers. So those 100 people that I'm, those 100 top dogs that I'm competing against, they have 90% of the viewers. So that leaves me and the 900 other competitors fighting for the scraps, competing against each other, fighting for the scraps for only like 10 million viewers. And the like, let's just say I'm at 1000th place total. So that means that I get like the bottom of the bucket. It's like a exponential growth graph. If you've seen a graph where it just goes, it starts small and then it like very quickly it gets like super tall and gets like grows super high. Like it takes a while. It may take a while to get to that like part where you actually start to grow exponentially. But once you actually grow exponentially, you're at like the top 100 competitors. So then that means you you have access to those like 100, those 90 million viewers. That was a lot of numbers that I threw around. And I'm even I'm having a hard time keeping up and following that. So I'm sorry if, you, if I lost you guys there. But like that just... This is one of the tools that I use to keep pushing forward. First of all, discipline is like the number one tool to keep pushing forward and just keep going. And it also is comforting knowing the knowledge that eventually I'll make it. Like it's comforting seeing other people that have gone down this path before. That's why Funnel Hacking Live was very great for me because there was a few speakers that did social media and they like posted videos or they posted screenshots of their analytics graph. And in the beginning, it was just like flatlined, like there was no viewers. And then just randomly around like month five or four or six or whatever, it just started to skyrocket. 
So like that knowledge is comforting. Like that keeps you pushing forward. But one of the best things is to combine that knowledge and create a story for yourself and just basically try and like figure out how the system works. Like I just spent like the past 10 minutes telling a story to you guys and myself about how the system works, even though I have no clue if that is actually how it works. But that's just what I assume from all the stories that I heard. Like I figured that it, the, like the entry requirement is for like having your podcast grow is standing the test of time. Like I've only been here for a hundred days. So it makes sense that I'm fighting for scraps against all the other people that have been here for a hundred days. And the test of time is like years. There's some, I was looking at the other day, I was figuring, I was trying to learn how to actually, I don't remember what it was, but I was like trying to figure out how to grow your podcast. And there was one graph that they threw up and it was basically a graph of percentage of podcasters who actually make money off of the podcast. And it was like a low income and a high income. And it like the X axis was like years or like the time. So in the beginning, it was like the majority of the percentage of podcasters in like the first couple months were like not making any money. The majority were low income. And then like slowly but surely the high income started to raise slightly. And then the turning point was at like month 24, more than month 24. So once you reach month 24 of having a podcast, that's when the majority of the podcasters who have been recording for 24 months are high income uh, earners in the podcast world. So that's another milestone. Two years. It may take two years to start making money. But what that means is that's pretty much a guarantee. If you can stand the test of time for two years, you're pretty much guaranteed to be making some big money. Like two whole years. Like I am just in senior year of high school. I'm still a high school student. And I started summer going into senior year. So that means one year will be summer going into freshman year of college, which by the way, I'm not going to college, but I'm just giving like general numbers of the path that I was supposed to be going down, like the path that everyone around me is going down. Like a couple of years ago, left to my own, like left alone, my default path would have been to go to college because that's just everyone around me in my town goes to college. Like people ask, like, where are you going to college? Like, that's just the the question that people ask because it's kind of a given everyone, like 99% of students at my school go to college. So pretty much I like to compare myself to where I would be if I stayed on that path. So I started my podcast going into senior year. So that means I'd be on episode 365 going into freshman year. And then I would be two years in like 720, I think is two years of recording. I'd be like, I'd be two years in going into sophomore year of college. So that means that I'd pretty much be guaranteed to be a high income earner based on the stats. Obviously, it's not a guarantee, but just based off the stats, the majority, the far majority are high income earners two years in as a sophomore in college. Like most people are still racking up the debt in college. So just that simple stat, if you just focus on podcasting, it goes to show that We are living in a rigged society. Like people are basically ignorant to the fact that there are way more optimal and effective ways to make money. Like people think that the way to actually live, uh, get a 
actually make money is by going to college, getting in debt, wasting four years of your life working towards a piece of paper that says your name and a diploma. And then you get a terrible job and then you have to figure out how to like get like you, you know how it works. The, the rat race basically. So people are ignorant to the knowledge that you can actually make a lot more money doing, focusing on the right types of things. And that's why I'm a huge advocate. I'm huge on just increasing my knowledge. I'm so huge on reading books because I know that I'm in this situation where I am simply because I know about this stuff and I've actually learned about this stuff. If you don't know, like ignorance is the best way to keep someone imprisoned in this matrix. That's it. Like all you have to do is have the knowledge. That's also why I'm focusing on worldview because our default, basically our default worldview is based off of what we've learned in school and we are left alone. Like the, it's such a sophisticated system where no one has to like keep us in this prison. There's no like security guards keeping us here. We're keeping ourselves here through our own ignorance. So that's why I really believe that knowledge will actually set you free. And I heard that. I'm pretty sure I heard a quote like that somewhere like knowledge will set you free. Knowledge will set you free. It's huge. I know that knowledge is everything. And you see it all around you. Like even there was a, what's his name? Ah, there was one guy. I I don't know. There's one guy who was in like slavery and then he learned how to read and write. And he basically, obviously he escaped through his own like means, but he learned how to read and write, which set him free mentally first. And he actually learned of all the things more in the world. Like ignorance is the most powerful weapon against us and knowledge will actually set us free. So just focus on reading. That's like probably the biggest, if you take anything out of this, today's episode, read the right types of books and learn the most important pieces of knowledge. That's another reason why I'm reading transurfing again. Even though it's all like not new knowledge, but it's like solidifying this knowledge even more. So I can actually have more opportunities or it'll basically take up a lot more of my brain now. So the way I see it is when you like, there's something called Mylon, I'm pretty sure it's called. It's basically something that coats your, the wiring in your brain, the more and more times you do something. So if you like, let's say you're, you're practicing learning how to juggle and like the first time you don't have any Mylon coated on that. And then after like a week of practice, you have some Mylon built up cause you're getting better and you've practiced a lot more. And then after like a year, you have a very strong thing of Mylon in your in your brain so now you can juggle very well and you have like the reps and the way i see it is you're reading and learning the truth is the same way like the first time i read transurfing yeah i knew i like was aware of this stuff now but i was i had weak thing of mylon so i wasn't actually like applying it for the day so then the second time the mylon was stronger and stronger and now this third time i suspect that it's going to get even stronger because i'm getting more reps and like I said, this whole story of the moment I stopped reading Transurfing, like I kind of shift started to slowly atrophy. And the moment I started reading it again, instant mindset shift. So now I'm in like that mindset of Transurfing. So now that you're in the mindset, you have more opportunities throughout the day to get those more reps and solidify even more. Like, like I said, I started to fall asleep a lot throughout the day. And more and more, since I stopped reading Transurfing, I would fall asleep more and more. But then now that I'm back in the... So, okay, so let me go back. When I was falling asleep a lot, I was losing out on that opportunity to get more and more reps to build more and more Mylon for the Transurfing habits. There's one thing to have the Transurfing knowledge, but there's another thing to actually have it like integrated into your life. 
like to have the true understanding. And he actually said that towards the end of the book. He said like, it's one thing to know all this stuff, but it's another thing to like actually have applied it. Like that's the biggest difference. Knowing versus actually having it done, like actually doing it. And that's why there's like a correlation. The more and more you are in that mindset, the more and more you're in that like frequency, the more opportunities you get to apply it. So then like eventually you'll reach a point where you'll you'll actually build the habits to where you're actually self-sustaining. Because I was like, the, remember the first time I finished it, literally within the week I was off of the transurfing mindset. And then the second time I read it, it was a month. So that's exponential growth. So maybe the third time I read it, I'll have three months. And then the fourth time I'll have like eight months. And then the fifth time I'll have a, a year, like, or like two years or six years. Like maybe after 10 times reading it, it'll be like ingrained a part of me now. And I can just get away with not reading it for the rest of my life and I'll still have it locked in. So that's like, that's, that's the end of the episode. So I hope you enjoyed and follow for more if you're interested and have a good day.